0: Warning this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy, Neil. Yes, Neil. Yes, oh god, Neil.
1: Yes. <sighs>
0: You and I read a book.
1: Oh. Well, <laughs> we read something.
0: We read something and <clears throat> um we have to talk about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. We read My Antifa Lover, A Riot of the Heart, steamy romance against fascism by Jessica Stranger. And we got to we got to talk about it.
0: We got to like this this uh, listeners, dear listeners. This is a special episode. This isn't even... We're not even calling it a quickie. It's, we're not... We we are giving this the full weight it deserves.
1: It's, it's somewhere between a quickie and an extended hot and bothered. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but... Neil. I'm Neil.
0: And I'm Claire.
1: And this is FMK Lit.
0: Where normally we read two romance novels. A
1: straight one and a queer one.
0: And then we play fuck, Mary kill with the characters.
1: But today we just read one novella and And we have so much to say
0: we have (laughs) so much to say um again this book is called my antifa lover a riot of the heart steamy romance against fascism there's two colons in that there's two colons it's it's crazy um but before we really get Jessica
1: stranger which is a good erotica slash romance pen name
0: absolutely i'm on board Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the most complimentary I will be of the book for our entire discussion. Uh Um, But before we get started, I think um, obviously a couple of things. One, uh, we are going to get into the news of the day and probably a little bit of our own personal politics. If you have come to this podcast as a safe haven from those sorts of things and those discussions, um, I, I guess I will say that you can, of course, skip this, but... In all honesty, there come times in our lives where we should not shut out those things. And we should think about them, even in the absurd, stupid way that my Antifa lover has decided <laughs> to present them <that> to us. <laughs>
2: um, um,
0: so that is your warning, and that is your fair warning. Um, but also because that we are taking on the political realm of Antifa... We have asked Christine, Come who on. has <laughs> existed in uh, the sphere of political activism for a long time, and who, is, uh, who has so many opinions and feelings and thoughts on this, but also is the voice of reason. For Neil and I, in so many ways.
1: And is also the person who's at fault for us reading this book. It's true. <laughs> yes. she, she sent us the link and was like, guys! Yeah. It's like, and, okay. and because
3: of that,
0: we have asked her to give us a maybe five-minute summation about what is actually Antifa. What is the definition of Antifa?
3: So, Antifa. And so I guess I should say... I have always pronounced it Antiphon, but I know that people pronounce it Antifa right now. So I, interchangeable, and if that annoys you throughout the course of the podcast, I'm very sorry about that. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but it just simply means that you as a person and your i personal ideology is anti-fascist. So, I mean, a couple things as I was thinking about this is that So first of all, we should really stop saying, we should stop abbreviating Antifa or Antifa, however you pronounce it, and actually start saying, I am anti-fascist. And as often as we talk about what Antifa is and what it is and is not responsible for in the world and our current situation right now, I feel like we are not having a real conversation about what fascism actually is. So I think that to approach what it is to be against these things, let's talk about what fascism is really to start. So fascism, as I've understood it, has always had kind of three main criteria. The first is that it is Alt-right or extreme right. And in the states now, we typically classify that as alt-right because there is a very conservative, traditional, um, you know, right wing that we have here that, you know, is kind of really does fall along the fiscal conservative, you know, kind of political lines, and now this is something much more extreme than that, and that's a universal thing across countries across the United States. It is this extreme right is one of the first characteristics of of fascism. The second is um, that it is, uh, you know, hyper-ultra-nationalistic, which is, you know, another interesting vernacular thing that we have where we don't really, I think, talk enough about how the word Nazi really means nationalist. They're, they're synonyms. When people are talking about being nationalists in the United States, that is that should be a red flag for anybody who remembers anything about World War II. And, and what that really was, what the heart of that was, um, that it was like a nationalist um, ideology and all of the racism and just all of the, the awfulness that goes along with that and how America is definitely in danger of slipping into that same exact ideology, even with most recently Trump saying that he is going to change some educational um, criteria and pathways so that it's focused on nationalism. It's it's always kind of been hinted at here with like the... Our, you know, over-exuberance for American pride. America is the greatest country in the world, and ultra-patriotism also still being associated more so with the the right than with the left ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third indicator of fascism is really like... uh, this overbearing authoritarianism that your leaders are always right it's dear leader and whenever we see Trump tweet something out about me your favorite president I don't see how that does not ring some alarm bells for everybody as it does the dog whistles that are out there for who the target audience for that kind of thing so really I mean Antifa is not a Organization. It's not a club. It's not a political party. It's not something you join. It is just a collection of beliefs that are basically that those three criteria fascism is bad and something that you need to fight with a diversity of tactics, um, which is something that I think a lot of people think about when they think about Antifa. That it is. It is really the tactics that are being highlighted that people with this ideology are using. And because it's not an organization without a leader, there is no agreement on what the best tactic is. And I think the other thing that I would like to say as a preface is that here in the States, and I think something that at least Europe was ahead of us on for a long time, is separating out the tactic from the ideology and one of the tactics here that is synonymous in, in most media reporting left and right is that Antifa is the same thing as Black Bloc and it is not and Black Bloc is a tactic that a lot of people that are anti-fascist use but it is certainly not a requirement and you know you may be opposed to that and that is really a different sort of ideology that when you encounter something like fascism at all costs, you must stop it. And that is like, that is really, a, the black block refers to like a a block of people in, in all black. And like, those are the pictures that you see. And you're, you're seeing pictures of a tactic and not the actual philosophy. Because how do you take a picture of a philosophy? You can't. Um, so, but um, you need something... Uh, to make it seem like it is uh, more of an issue than, than it really is. Uh, so those are my thoughts on fascism, which is, let's just be clear, the worst thing that we are slipping into at the moment. So um, yeah, you should be anti-fascist like me <laughs> and, um, and all reasonable good people.
0: Yeah, I've got at the top of my. I've got at the top of my Twitter uh, like a comment I had made. Uh, I am anti-fascist, and if that terrorizes you, you are a fascist.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I I also recommend uh, people read the essay "Er Fascism" by Umberto Eco. Um, you can look it up online; it's available. Uh, lots of people quote from it all the time, but it is a highly readable essay that is easy to digest and is full of things Um, and uh, there are he sort of outlines 14 different things that says what fascism is and how you can recognize fascism in your world and red flags for uh, fascism uh, operating around you Um, fascism is not just a law that uh, applies to everybody and is uh, quite po- and is quite possibly like a bad law and maybe does uh, subjugate people to some bad things. Uh, that is not in itself fascism like, <laughs> like that's not like you know that's not what it is like if if and that's that'll come up in the book um, <laughs> but I think it's important to know what fascism is when you are also talking about anti-fascism so Christine, I really appreciate you saying those things and talking about it. Um, yeah, and, uh, that being said, I suppose we need to start talking about my Antifa, Antifa <laughs> lover.
1: Let's get into it, shall we?
0: Uh, before we do, Neil, do you have a shot glass in I front do. Of you?
1: There's whiskey in it.
0: Excellent. There's also whiskey in mine. Uh, I feel like we need this to get through... Um, so cheers. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What does this book say it's about?
1: My Antifa Lover, A Riot of the Heart, Steamy Romance Against Fascism by Jessica Stranger. A young congresswoman falls in love with a daring masked protester in Seattle, Washington, after encountering him at a nonviolent burning down of a federal building, she can't tell what is hotter—the fire or her feelings developing for him. That's what the book says. I also want to i, I, I like to pose a question: a nonviolent burning down of a federal building?
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I would say even the people who have burned down, um, say, police stations in any of the protests that are happening—I don't think any one of them would say that wasn't a violent action. <laughs> No, but okay. they would say it was a violent action towards Shh. a cause.
1: <laughs> so, Claire, that's yeah. what the book says uh-huh. it's about. What is this book actually about?
0: Okay. none of All of that and none of that happens.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> Can I start with one thing? Yes. This book was written by someone who obviously does not speak English as a primary language, Uh-huh. which I'm not going to hold against anyone other than, like, have a second set of eyes look at it. Like, find someone that you okay, trust now, who speaks think, the language to...
0: I think you are thinking that there's a human being behind this. <laughs> I think... I've made a joke before, like, this book was not written by a person, but an uh, algorithm. Mm-hmm. I would say... Okay, so one of my favorite writers is um, uh, Kurt Vonnegut. And Kurt mm-hmm. Vonnegut is often expressed as being uh, the type of person, it's almost like his type of writing and narrative, it's almost as if an alien is explaining humanity and human culture back to humans.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's this sort of outside perspective, and it's very lovely. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that this book was written by an alien who had only seen the last six months of Fox News on mute oh. and then was telling other aliens about what was going on in it.
1: Yeah, they, English is not a primary language, and they have a very tenuous grasp of how U.S. politics works.
0: Oh, oh, U.S. politics, U.S. geography. Um, oh. you like The funny thing was, and the big joke of this podcast is I made Christine explain what Antifa was at the top, when really we could have explained any number of things that this book seems to not understand. Uh, travel times, uh, driving cars, cell phones, any of these things.
1: Where where capitals are?
0: Pro- protests. Um, yeah, any, any, oh, what, what is Congress? What is any of these things? Could have easily have had to have been discussed. Well,
1: you just have to go
0: to, to the Congress House. Book. Oh, my God. All right, but let's get started. This book opens up, and it says very much at the top, um, Alexandria's POV. And it It is so obviously... It says that. Yes. And it is so obviously uh, an AOC fanfic placement. Like, that's who this person is supposed to be in your mind is... Yes. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Like, that's who you're supposed it to says, It says at
1: the very top, in giant letters, chapter number one, Alexandria's point of view. Ooh. It's just like, what? And any time
0: okay. we see that in any of these books, we immediately expect the next chapter to be from the love interest point of view. Am I incorrect in saying that, Neil?
1: No, not at all.
0: And um, when did we get the love interest point of view in this book?
1: Like half of the way through? 80%. Oh, okay. We sure. got it
0: at 80%. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. This book also did an interesting thing that lots of other books we've read have done, which is like the first part of this book, the very first couple of paragraphs, is actually a fast forward to the near climax. So mm-hmm. our... It
1: starts in media res.
0: Our congresswoman is trapped in a burning building and she is, her life is flashing before her eyes. And she's like, Oh, the mistakes I have made. And I should be thinking about the family I love, the job as a congresswoman that is important to me, the country that I love. And instead, I am only thinking about the man, Chris, who has Chris. become so important in my life. <laughs> and I'm so
1: excited to. <laughs> To... I cannot
0: wait to say that. I cannot <laughs> wait, Neil. Neil, <laughs> I cannot wait. But we are going to. Mm-hmm.
1: So. And then it literally says, flashback to two months ago. Ooh. Colon. Like, it's not a new chapter. It's just like, <laughs> okay, new paragraph, bold, flashback to two months ago, colon. And then we progress with the rest of the story.
0: And, Neil, this is what I want. I want you to start reading from there. Christine, keep in mind okay. that she is. A Congresswoman. Okay. That that is her job.
1: Okay. Okay. Flashback to two months ago. This was it. The big day has finally come. Today was the hearing of new legislation in a Congress meeting. Everyone was going to be there and some new members were also joining who just got elected this year. I just hope everything goes well and there's no bad blood between anyone at the end of the meeting. Peter, Jackson, Michael, and all the other fellow members were going to be there. A new bill was going to be passed today, which has been under discussion for the past month. A new law was going to be passed which was undertaking the issues of the divorce rate increasing day by day in America. Hopefully, this step helps in decreasing the rates of divorce and helping the upcoming generations from a, form a better life. The divorce rates were increasing up to 80% and this was nowhere a reliable source anymore for a safe and secure relationship. Anyways, I shrugged off all of the thoughts in my brain and went into the meeting room after smoothing out my black skirt and sliding my hair down my face. Let this be a quick and easy meeting. Dot, dot, dot.
2: You've got
0: to read that next what? sentence. You've, got, what? To read. And You've it, got to read the next sentence. You have okay. to read. Go back and read. Go back and read. Let this be a quick and easy meeting.
1: Let this be a quick and easy meeting. Dot, dot, dot. The meeting went well. After <laughs> After 57 minutes of talking and declaring new (laughs) ideas and topics, the meeting finally came to an end. Everything went okay and new legislation was approved which will enforce in decreasing the rates of the growing divorces in America.
0: I, okay, I think, Neil, good job. No, can I read
1: this next? Oh,
2: yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Okay,
1: so, the, the divorces which were mostly made by the husbands in the relationship as per research... And so the new law enforced the husband to pay $1 million to his wife if he wants to divorce her. That's the bill that just passed.
0: That's, well, that's the bill that just passed in the House?
1: Eh, okay, okay. Like,
3: so, what was this Congress meeting about? No, oh okay. I, Were they debating it or voting on it? How were they voting on a, a, something that's already a so, law? So
1: here's the thing, too.
3: But they yada yada over that part. Was it really a dot 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 ellipsis? Yes, they it yada was, yada was a dot dot yada. dot
1: new oh, yes. paragraph.
3: Okay. <laughs> so here's <laughs> All the, the thing. Making, so, let's just skip that.
1: <laughs> so we we know it's about a congresswoman named Alexandria. So it's like, oh, it's AOC, obvi. But then, like, maybe a third of the way through, it's like, oh, this is in Seattle. Is she in the House of Representatives for the state of Washington? Also, the capital of Washington is not Seattle. No. <laughs> Why? Why? What is happening?
0: Yeah. So yeah. it
1: doesn't it's... say federal, state. I don't, I'm assuming state because she, she's from Nashville, but she had to move to Seattle for her job as a congresswoman. <gasps>
0: Oh, but this is great. This is amazing. So she had to move to Seattle for her job as a congresswoman, uh, which it does seem to be for the United States and not just Seattle. It just happened. It's just all in Seattle. But here's the thing to calm herself down. What she likes to do is take a quick drive, only 22 minutes over to where her childhood school was. So she could go to the woods behind it. Which, again, is supposed to be in Nashville. So, is she in Washington, Seattle, or near Nashville? Unfucking fucking oh, There is...
1: I don't know.
0: There is no <laughs> sense of where this person actually exists, or how she moves around the world. And, and this is hilarious, she also is exceedingly rich. It is obvious, because she has a whole huge house which has, Mm -hmm. like, its own security system, and she has Secret Service, who are just around her at all times, and a driver. Um, Which, if anybody has ever met somebody who is elected as a representative to the House of Representatives, knows you ain't got any of that shit. You (laughs) might be sleeping in your office
1: (laughs) because you can't afford a house. (laughs) Or even a modest apartment in Washington, D.C. Right. Which is why I thought it was... I don't... Honestly, I have absolutely no no doubt. And
0: and it was in Seattle. It was placed in Seattle. And in large part because it's Antifa. And that's what this is supposed to be about. But I will say, so this book, in addition to have been written by an alien who is just watching Fox News on mute for six months, um, also just found and replaced things. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, this was written previous to our current circumstances, and then find and replace was used. But I will also say, the word, or the shortened word, Antifa, or fascism, is actually not in this book at all.
1: It never says any of those things. Yeah. Oh. It doesn't even say which party Alexandria belongs to. Yep. Because there's a point where she's like, oh yeah, I'm here, we've passed this bill, good for us. I'm like, I... I i don't know, like, and in my head it's like, is she Republican because the book wants her to be Republican to learn the error of her ways through her Antifa boyfriend? Or because it's a, based on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is she a Democrat? But, like, Democrats aren't gonna impose a million dollar fine for men who want to divorce their wives?
3: Well, I don't know, I think there's... that that's a Republican... Oh, like that's that's is. a real incel kind of thing where it's like oh yeah that's that's the only reason women get married is and so now that they can hit, divorce
0: yeah you have now hit on exactly what this book is secretly oh, okay. um because our <laughs> protester and we're just going to call him a protester now because he is not anti-fascist in the least our <laughs> protester is a men's rights activist there you go
1: <laughs> can we can we can we okay so she, i
3: apologize for this book <laughs>
1: she 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 first sees him when she's out on the steps of the congress house
0: or somewhere
1: uh giving a press conference about this legislation that they just passed and she meets eyes with this protester who has these like sparkling blue eyes and oh my god and then later when she goes for a drive to her old high school and goes out to the forest behind it, which would mean Seattle. I don't know if there are a lot of forests in Nashville. Um, she comes across him like he also goes by this lake to like hang out. And so she gets to meet him. His name? His oh name is Corner.
0: <laughs> Corner Smith.
1: Corner.
0: Corner Smith. What?
1: Like what's in a room or on your book? Or a square... Corner! His name is Corner! Corner! Corner. I'm... I mean... Uh, <laughs> what would you do if an attractive man came up to him and was like, Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. My name's
3: Corner. And so, after I was like... After I got over being so overwhelmed, where it seems like, Wow, you seem to really hate women.
2: <laughs> like,
3: after that... <laughs> And then they told me their name was Corner. I would think they had some sort of like injury and see if. They <laughs> <laughs> to me, if someone
1: came up to me and was like, "Hi, my name is Corner," I would feel like I was on the set of a children's TV show, yeah, a la the Teletubbies or something, just like.
3: Or that they had crazy rich parents that like, like Kanye kind of, (laughs) where they were just like, oh, we're going to name him Book. And it's like, oh, I'm saving that for a girl.
1: (laughs) Like, what is happening?
0: I'll definitely say it it feels like the type of name, when I was in middle school, would have given somebody who was fictional because I wanted it to be like a cool, crazy name. Mm -hmm. And then have someone read it and go like the corner of a room and I'd go, Oh, right. That is what that word means. Yeah. Like <laughs> I see now where that is coming from. And I should not name a character after the, after a part of a, the corner. <laughs> I'm
1: reminded of our dear friend hazard. Oh, and I'm like, well, at least that's kind of a cool name. It's like, it's, it's definitely more evocative than corner. And it's also like, does this person just not know how to spell Connor
3: well that was i was wondering if it was either a search and replace or they if english is not their first language and they used a thesaurus and then i was like what are some synonyms for corner that could have been the original name where they were like i don't want that and i was like angle i was like, was like, like is that a word they meant
0: to name him angel yeah and, and then it was it up angle and it went angle and then they got to corner yeah
1: <laughs> or like his name was meant to be like joiner or like i don't or, know or or they
3: were like i want somebody who's edgy and like what's the synonym for edge corner hello thesaurus help me find names for characters in another language
1: how much are you willing to bet that the original name of the guy was edge and someone was like you can't name your character edge in english and here's why
2: well i would bet you a million (laughs) dollars
3: if i were married If (laughs) if
1: we were getting a divorce yes (laughs) I want it to be edgy. What's the synonym for edgy?
3: Corner! (laughs) Ah. Great. So, they passed this
0: bill in the House, because it is going on to the Senate next. Like, that is something that happens. Like, it has to go on to the Senate after it's in the House, which is correct. Um, But... (laughs) So then they go out into the steps or wherever to talk about this. And there's a whole shit ton of protesters out there who are men who were like, this law is unbelievable. And I'm like, yeah, I, I agree. This law is insane. It makes no sense.
1: Because it's, it's also based through the, through Alexandria's internal monologue. The idea behind it is that men don't commit to relationships. So when they get married, it doesn't mean as much to them because they feel that they can just leave. So the point of this law is to force men to think about whether or not they're going to commit to anything. But in my mind, it's like, if you think that men have commitment issues, this is just going to add to that. Like nobody's yeah. getting married anymore.
0: Well, and when I first Except for lesbians. Read, right. When I first read this, uh, when I first read that, I thought, okay, this was written by a middle schooler whose parents are getting divorced and her dad is leaving. And that's why she's sad. But
2: then as the
0: book progressed, I was like, oh, no, no, no. This was written by a man. And this is what he thinks feminism is. (laughs) And so he thinks a feminist is somebody who wants, who thinks all men are shit and all men just want to leave marriages and relationships and they're angry at them. And so want to charge them a million dollars.
1: But then the strongest proponent of this bill is a man. Yes. We find out. <laughs> well, Also, there's a point where she... Okay, okay. So we find out over the course of this narrative that Alexandria doesn't believe in this bill and she never had a chance to say anything. And I was like, bitch, you get to vote. Like, that's how laws <laughs> get passed and, and you vote. That's what Isn't happens. is that what that
3: meeting was about? That they...
1: Uh, <laughs> um, so it's... It, Yeah, it's just like.
0: Well, right at the top at that press conference, uh, she says in her mind, like, I've never been around a crowd this big. And I'm like, You ran for office. Yeah. (laughs) Surely you have. Also,
1: you've lived in Nashville and Seattle. Do you not go outside? (laughs) Have you never been to a concert in your life? Like, what is happening? Don't tell me you grew up in Nashville and never went to a concert. Ugh. Shut up
0: So then after this And the protesters were all like I'm against this And she goes to chill out at her lake thing um, The and, lake
1: and the forest Behind the school
0: Right. And which to P-
1: me just reeks of PNW Let's be honest
0: P-N-W.
1: Pacific Northwest Yes, no, yes. I agree but, And I, I say reeks of because I'm super jealous That my high school in the deserts of SoCal Did not have a forest and a lake behind it <laughs>
0: Um, well, and I've also been to Nashville and there's totally forests and lakes, Oh, okay. Um, but I, I also agree that does seem very like, uh, Pacific Northwest. Um, so she goes in the forest, uh, in a very creepy situation. He just emerges from the woods. <laughs> and, like, I imagine it's
1: like that gif her. of Homer come like disappearing into the bushes, but backwards. It's just yeah. like, ma. That
2: is here...
1: I did a gesture listeners. I'm sorry, but you know what I did? You know what I did. You
0: know. And this scene is where I realized it was written by a man who is a men's rights activist who hates feminists. Because uh, Corner, I hate to call him this, but it is his name. Corner. Corner is uh, very (laughs) nice. And he's like, oh, why would you be weirded out by me just standing here? And you know, maybe you should, like, he almost says you should smile more. He almost says that. And like, and he's very much like, oh, I'm just being here. What's the big deal? And she's like, obviously, soup's uncomfortable. And he's like, I don't, I wanted to be alone. I don't want to have a conversation, especially with somebody who's at the protest and was aggressive against me.
1: I would also, sorry, really fast, like to point out that the way that they talk about him is like, oh, the protester, it, like it sounded like that's his job. Like he's a professional protester.
0: Right. Oh. Except he does seem <laughs> to also have a job. Which, Sure. Because at some point he talks about having to go to work and then he Protesting. Well, it wasn't protesting. It was something else. It was like a marketing job. I,
1: what? I think you made that up.
0: No, because he like, it's later during his POV because he's like, I was on my way. Like I, I had to go to my job and I was driving there when I heard that her building, that this building she was in was on fire because I was stalking her. It literally says I was stalking her and I put a transmitter on her car so I could follow it. And then I turned around instead of going to my job and went to where her her car was because it was in front of an abandoned building and I just had to find out exactly what was going on.
3: Oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. she's the hero
0: of our story, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good thing he does. <laughs>
3: Um, I also I kind of like the idea of um uh, antifa protester just emerging from the wood as if that's like how we're born like <laughs> they just materialize from the woods like <laughs> and,
1: environmental protesters definitely just spontaneously generate out of the woods
3: photosynthesis they they fall out of pods in the tree
0: environmentalists are born yeah here it is he worked as an assistant director in some marketing company and he lived away from his family due to business reasons
1: Business Which makes no sense. <laughs> like, I'm an adult who lives away from my family because I of business, business reasons. reasons.
0: <laughs> I've yet to come upon... and Well, and she often refers to her Congress position as business reasons.
1: It's her business to be a Congresswoman <laughs> at the Congress House.
3: <laughs> at the Congress meetings. For the Congress there's a,
2: meetings! <laughs> there's
1: also a point when we realize that she actually isn't supportive of this bill and didn't have a chance to say anything about it because she didn't want to go against another guy, Wilbur, that's his last name, first, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, She's like, oh, and if it's going to the Senate, and if it passes in the Senate, then there's nothing anyone can do about it. I'm like, no, do you not know about (laughs) veto power? Whether this is on the federal or state level, somebody has veto power.
0: Right. And here's where a big question comes in. Who's the president? And is there one? Because it is never brought up.
1: And also, are we dealing with a president or a state governor? Because we don't know if she's a federal representative or a state representative. Right. (laughs) Is it
3: possible in this world, though, that the the capital of the United States is actually Seattle?
1: I would like to um, bring up... Oh, no. Where did it go? Okay. Um, I... Out of curiosity, I took a look at Jessica Stranger's other novels. One oh, of them... Oh, I
0: was going to... Yes.
1: Yeah. One <sighs> of them is My Unexpected Daddy, colon, more than chance would bring this naughty girl to her perfect daddy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, typical of, of romance. And then the other one is Not My President But My Lover, colon, who could possibly hashtag resist a sort of love affair with President Donald Trump. Oh, and then here's oh. the here's the cover. Here's the oh. cover. Oh, oh, listeners, it is no. a drawing of a woman and someone uh, and a man who looks like he could be a, a like a Trump a
0: Trump impersonator
1: impersonator oh on like a public access TV show, walking hand in hand, barefoot on the beach. Oh
0: Which are, my god! Uh, two things. President Trump himself would never do. <laughs> no,
1: I feel like if the sand or if the if the wave came, he would just dissipate.
0: I don't think I've ever seen him on a beach.
1: I don't think he goes outside.
3: Well, he golfs. Golfing. Eh. But yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go but outside. But even he drives to... around in that car so you can't drive those little carts on the beach.
1: <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with right now. Like, apparently Ooh. I don't, and again, we might need to read the book, Not My President, But My Lover, A Love Affair with Donald Trump, who could resist, hashtag resist, whatever, whatever. So here's the thing that I really do don't this. understand, is that it seems like, because the, t- the second subtitle of this book is a novel against, fa- or a romance against fascism, whatever. Like, this, this writer is against fascism and seems to be Politically liberal. And that they are against Trump. But also like. What is happening? (laughs) What is happening?
0: I I would 100% say. They are not against Trump at all. That they very much want to make fun of the movement. They want to make fun of any movement. That's against Trump. And they believe that feminism is fascism.
1: Right. But at the same time. Like. (laughs) So yes. Corner. uh, Is. (laughs) Like. He's even though it is fair to protest a law that fines men a million dollars for wanting to, to get a divorce, it seems like he's a men's right activist, but then also the title calls him Antifa.
0: Again, they believe that feminism is fascism.
1: Okay. But...
0: Whoever the writer is believes that.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't make heads or tails of any of this to be perfectly frank.
0: Um I, no I think I we're think trying. I'm using
1: I'm trying to be rational about this Yeah. and that you, is unfair to this writer and this novella.
0: Um no, I uh, uh, there is no fairness we have to give to this writer. Like this was um this was a money grab like a uh A like naked money grab like they had already written this book that had like some titillating things that was fun that was very men's rightsy that was nothing about this is titillating claire not to me and then like they're like (laughs) oh how how could i sell this and it's like oh just slap this my antifa lover on it and it doesn't have to do with anything that's inside the book i mean that's how we found the book that's how christine sent it to us and that's how that's i've how, seen it on twitter like look at this crazy ass thing that exists
1: that's how christine tricked us into spending money on this
3: that's I uh, yeah i mean that is christine, totally my thing is are you a men's
1: stuff. rights activist <laughs> deep down
3: <laughs> deep yeah, down deep, it's my dark secret <laughs> christine
1: supports two th- only two things men's rights and capitalism yeah. <laughs>
3: If
0: I've learned anything about Christine over our years of getting to know each other, it is those
1: two things. Um, I feel that can be said of both you and I, Claire. Yes, we support absolutely. The only two things we support in life are men's rights and capitalism.
3: Right, yes.
1: As artists, we support capitalism.
3: Capitalism's oh. the worst. Oh, my God. It's the
1: absolute worst.
3: Put it on well, my tombstone, so, which will and be caused by men's. capitalism. Oh. <laughs>
0: There's a moment by the lake that made me like absolutely feel 100% that this was a men's rights book that this that at its core, that's what it intended. Because he tells her in a very genuine fashion, for the character, you looked beautiful on that stage yesterday. And her interior monologue is to just go blind rage upset that he said this. Mm-hmm. And then out loud start yelling at him, how dare you? I am more than just a pretty face. I, was, I am working on important laws. I work for Congress. And then afterwards he's like, oh, chill. I was just trying to be nice. And she's like, oh my God, you were correct. I should like, you, you are just trying to be nice. And this is just something that I've learned to do. and like and then it was like oh fuck this book like that moment I was like I mean I was already like on you know upset about this book but honestly like that moment um, because it made her look like she was irrational for being upset that a strange man who was aggressive towards her came at her when she was alone and then um, and I'm sorry like as a woman If I'm alone in a room and someone calls me pretty, I'm like, I'm going to say thank you. And what for whatever, because I just want to please them so I can get out of that space so that I'm safe.
1: That's just that's just your uterus making you act irrationally.
3: Uh, (laughs) Obviously,
1: obviously.
2: So,
3: I mean, so question, this is as much like. uh, fanfic about aoc though as anything else right no, like it's it is definitely it's meant fan to feel
0: f- that aoc is stupid and if she had just met the right man she but would that become...
3: is their whole f- fixation yes. with her yeah is they all yeah. want to fuck her and they know that she would never like and it's <laughs> just it's, like like it's that's fan- the thing Is like and the whole men's rights stuff with like i mean just these bitches just don't want to take me Telling them that they're hot and I want to fuck them. What's the problem? Like, it's that whole, like, yes. thing yeah, it's, where, it's, like, women just should take a compliment because, it's, regardless of whether or not they're at work. But It's
1: <laughs> it's fanfic of, oh, I know what AOC needs, and yeah. I can, like, get her to follow line and realize that she's being irrational.
3: Yeah, like, putting that yeah. fantasy in a different situation that meets sure. her
1: needs. So. so, I mean, oh. we've derailed a bit, okay. but let's get back to the plot.
3: <laughs> so the next thing
0: that happens is she goes back to her home, mm-hmm. and um, a couple of days later, after she has not texted our guy yet, Corner hasn't like Corner. Written or... <laughs> I
1: can't. I can't get over Every. And honestly, Every. I was a third of the way into the book before my brain actually realized that it was Corner and not Connor. <laughs> <laughs> because my brain was like, "Oh, this is a, a human being's name." Connor is a name that is given to human beings. And my brain was just like, oh, fix it. And then I highlighted something and I was like, wait a second. Has it been saying corner this whole goddamn time? (laughs) What? So.
0: So... She's home. She's starting to think like I am lonely. I should reach out to corner. So lonely. I should see what's up with him. It was nice to talk to him. When she hears outside.
1: Because women can't have friends. Because either they should fuck the men that they know, or they need to tear down the women that they know. And women just can't have friends.
0: And she has no friends. She has no friends. (sighs) And then there's only one other woman in
3: this book. Oh my god. And, <laughs> what's uh, the opposite of a Bechdel test?
0: She comes later and she is uh, she is the assistant.
1: That is never mentioned until like 90% of the way into the book. I was like, where has she been this old? Oh no, there is another woman. There's the receptionist.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: You're correct. You are correct.
1: We'll get to that.
0: Um so so she's in her home chilling out when she hears a noise, a noise. She looks outside and there are protesters coming towards her house. Men's men's rights protesters uh, who are angry at her. They have fire and there's practically like pitchforks. Like they have the whole thing and they're angry
1: because even though it's been established already that Wilbur is the lead proponent of this bill. She's the one who gets protested. <clears>
2: hmm. <throat>
1: Mm. And it's, we've also found out too, that she doesn't agree with it, but she's afraid to say anything to Wilbur about it. That's okay. (laughs) I, I, girl, I don't know.
0: So um, her house is attacked and fire and rocks and things are thrown into it. And at some point she just, uh, like, I didn't see her getting hit or anything, but at some point she just like, uh, collapses.
1: She gets hit by the glass of the window. Right, the glass of the window in. hits
0: her, and she, it makes her unconscious.
1: It, even though she holds her arms up to cover her face, and glass goes into her arms, it makes her unconscious.
0: Yes. Um, but then she wakes up in a hospital, and she is saved.
1: Corner came and saved her. <laughs> I keep expecting you to say Connor, because <laughs> that's the name that humans have.
2: Uh,
0: but you should also be thinking to yourself, wait, Claire mentioned a different man's name at the very top of this. Back to that later, because this is also about the time that I remembered that as I was reading the book. Yeah, I was
1: like, wait a second, didn't she say a different name? She
0: did say a different name. Yeah. But we're we're, we're going to keep moving forward. Um,
1: Put a she, pin in it. She,
0: she... she she wakes up and she sees corner there and she's like, Get out. you were leading the protesters. I know it because this is what you believe in. And he's like, no,
1: I know that because you're a protester, it's your fault that there are all these men outside of my building. Wanting to murder me. Cause you know, I will say the the completely irrational leaps to logic do follow the tropes of romance novels.
0: It's true. Very true. Um, but of course, it's all shown to be a mistake. She's shown that this was impossible. And now, in fact... Somehow.
1: Is... Don't, ask, I, I, don't ask us how.
0: I don't remember. Um, her crazy lady brain is made correct. And um, she realizes Corner's a nice man Corner. who saved her. And um, takes her back to his home for her to recuperate. And so then she spends the weekend at his place recuperating.
1: Because she has to go back on Monday for another Congress House meeting.
0: Yes, a Congress House meeting is happening. (laughs) All the important people will be there. Michael, Paul.
1: (laughs) Those people never come up ever again. Nope. We're never told about who these men are or Uh, anything.
0: There's no other women in Congress, by the way.
1: Yeah, not a one.
0: She's the only one. Um, so and she's worried, because how will she, you know, this is now going to go through the Senate, and she knows she has to, like, take it back.
1: And but because she's... now she wants to suck a D, she realizes the error of her ways.
0: Right, right. Oh, and Corner is so great. They, like... Corner! He neg- I know. <laughs> He nags her while she's watching television. He uh. nags her when she's, like, walking around. He negs her about the things she eats. It's adorable! What? Banter. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> it's so romantic.
0: So romantic. Oh.
1: Also, again, that follows the tropes of romance novels, especially those written by straight white women.
0: I'm not disagreeing. I will also say, even though straight white women don't know the difference between banter and negging, and this is
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This this is I, I bring this up to say that all of it is a symptom of the problem.
0: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And um but then she goes back to the Congress House meeting. Um, Congress House. I just,
1: <laughs> what?
0: Uh, and, uh. and there she's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Wilbur about a thing. She's nervous because she's a lady. And so then she goes to talk. Oh, but he's already having a vocal argument with somebody. It is very loud and upsetting. And they're like, oh, you and that girl, I'll teach you all something. Who knows? It's it's awkward whatever's being said that gives us no information. And then Corner walks out of the room that he knows Wilbur, the head of the house unknown. And she goes in and finds out, no, that dude's name is Chris and he is Mr. Wilbur's son. Corner, Corner. Smith... Was a name he gave himself
3: (laughs) because it's edgy, it was his
0: cover (laughs) name,
3: (laughs) it was his edgy uh, protester cover name. They're never gonna know that this is a fake name. (laughs) That's that is that what you're (laughs) telling me? He said (laughs) the logic, they're never gonna figure it out.
1: So then, um. Alexandria goes to meet with Wilbur and he's just like, how dare you meet, you date my lying son. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's so bizarre.
0: It also becomes immediately confusing. Exactly. Like there, there's a later moment where you think, wait a minute, Wilbur set up the bill purposefully to get protesters to attack Alexandria.
1: Who knows?
3: Old strategy.
1: Because when, so so then Alexandria gets a call from her uh, assistant secretary, who's like, "Oh hey, uh, you have a meeting on Saturday tomorrow. Go there, please. Here's the address. And All it's like, of
0: Congress is going to meet at this abandoned warehouse."
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> The the assistant's voice is weird. And then.
2: Oh my she, god. She, she shows up
1: in an abandoned warehouse and is like, this doesn't feel right. I guess I should go inside now.
0: And then Obviously, there's a reception. Congress is having its very important meeting at this abandoned warehouse.
1: And then she walks in and there's a receptionist. And is like, I'll go right upstairs. It's just like, okay. And then she goes upstairs and then she gets thrown into, like locked into a room and then the building gets set on fire. Mm -hmm. And then Corner is able to rescue her because he put a tracker on her car and hadn't heard from her in a while. And so he wanted to see where she was and was like, why is she at this abandoned warehouse? I know, I have a penis. So obviously I know what's best. I'm going to go to this warehouse. And then he rescued her from the fire. And then it turns out that Wilbur staged it i i honestly have no idea why he was trying to kill her
0: no i don't because know i don't
1: think she actually got around to telling him that she didn't support the bill Which
0: but then was already also
1: law,
3: right like
1: right and then also congresswoman dies in fire locked in a room in an abandoned warehouse guess we'll just leave that nobody's going to investigate that, yeah. that. I... like what And And then, and then the thing that really gets me so she and Corner, now Chris, end up getting married. Turns out his mom is super nice and they all get along, but she still doesn't get along with the dad. And it says it as if he's not in prison.
0: Well, no, yeah, he he just had to like he had to leave his. He job got fired. As a he, got he got fired, fired. from his that, job as a congressman. Fired. He got fired as his job. That was it. That was his punishment. And
1: then he didn't have to go to prison, so she still had to see him at like family gatherings. So like every Thanksgiving, oh yeah, there's the guy who tried to murder me. How's it going, father-in-law?
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot to unpack. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is a lot of information here. Um, how, did they get married during the book, or was this another epilogue situation? They didn't.
1: They didn't. I don't think they actually got married. There was a ch- like an ending chapter where they were together still. I don't think it mentioned marriage, but it definitely mentioned her like spending time with his family, and how like she loved the mom. They got along great, but it was super awkward because Wilbur was around
3: wow yeah uh wow wow yeah wow well i i mean though in the writer's defense her president lover probably would have pardoned wilbur (laughs) so (laughs) but then that leads me to believe
1: that they have to be republicans (laughs) because otherwise nobody's letting them out of jail yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand.
3: Christine! I, I, Christine t- I, 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 I don't know what to tell you! I it, just saw it. <laughs> it! It is,
0: it is quite possibly one of the most insane things I've ever read in my life. But.
1: I will say this for it it's short.
0: <laughs> it is short. It was a very quick and astonishingly strange read. <laughs> Um, I read some of it out loud to my husband, uh, and partway through I had to stop and go. I'm an actress. I've done this on stage. I just feel like I'm, I'm I'm doing a very poor reading right now. Like I'm stumbling over words, and this is weird. He goes, "No, it's badly written."
1: <laughs> it's very badly written. Like I could pick any any anywhere, and it's just like. And I remember when I thought I was about to die in the fire. The one thing I regretted the most in my life was not telling Chris that I loved him. I didn't care that he lied. I didn't care if he was true or not. I was tired of finding that, that out and calculating everything in my head. I just wanted him to know that I loved him and my biggest fear was dying without telling him that. Like, what? I, what are you saying to me? I don't understand.
3: It- how was the sex in this book?
1: There wasn't any. There was none.
3: Ah. Uh, how can you even call it yeah. my antiphon lover and no love him? Like, that's. Oh, because this is also.
0: Because as a men's rights book, it is highly Christian. It is like secret Christian
3: underneath that. Yeah.
1: I, just, I just found Wilbur's first name was Benedict. His name was Benedict Wilbur.
3: Because <laughs> he's a traitor to his gender.
1: Yeah, well, after he was proven guilty, Benedict Wilbur was fired from the seat of Congress as punishment.
3: Oh, uh, boy. I really hope this person isn't an American. Like, I feel like that's the big plot twist here, is you're thinking this person is <laughs> in a different country and English isn't their first language, and just... Uh, yeah.
0: Um. One of my favorite parts of just how bad this book is going to be is from the the, chat, the bit that Neil read out loud much earlier, which was, um, and then I smoothed my hair down my face.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, what is that? What, what is that? Yeah. That particular, <laughs> like,
1: I, I imagine. Think, the... I want
0: all our listeners to think about what you do with your hair on a daily basis and, like, is smoothing it down your face <laughs> one of those
2: things?
1: It makes me think of the daughter from The Incredibles. Where she's like hiding behind her hair, and you uh, just smooth Mm -hmm. your hair down your face. I feel like an insane person just saying that. Okay, yeah. here's here's, a, here's a, a... Chris says... Oh, Chris says at some point, the sunset always looks beautiful from here. It does, I agreed, staring at the beauty of the golden light slowly fading in the sky. He looked over and me and smiled. How do you know, he asked. I creased my eyebrows in confusion because I can see it. It's right there in the sky, I stated. He shook his head and wrapped his arms around me so I couldn't back away. I said, the sunset always looks beautiful from here, he said, and pointed at my face by touching my nose with his... You look like a beautiful dream turning into reality, he said, holding me tighter. My reality. What?
3: Can we go (laughs) to the... He he pointed at my face by touching his nose to mine?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And then they continued to have a conversation nose to nose. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm,
1: mm Mm-hmm, (laughs) mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's like I uh, I don't understand anything that happened.
0: Um ever. following Neil's assumption that this was written by um somebody who is not American and uh the idea that it's quite possible like you know one of our conspiracy truths, true story you know concerns Q- how um. is not much is Russian how much is Russia really involved in our election and,
2: our thought process?
0: and um to that end uh there's really only one news item I have seen on this particular book and that is uh by RT which is of course a Russian news organization wonderful <laughs> and I think I want to read this to you oh please My Antifa Lover, steamy leftist novel about Congresswoman Alexandria falling in love with a rioter, leaves readers in disbelief. A romantic novel called My Antifa Lover invokes left-wing militancy in a story about a young congresswoman falling for a rioter. The zeitgeist-filled title has turned a few heads online. Some can't even believe it exists. As brevity is known to be the soul of wit... This peculiar novel, written by Jessica Stranger, is just 59 pages long. However, my Antifa lover may be compensating for this by having two whole subtitles on the cover. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The poetic, A Riot of the Heart, and the thought-provoking, Steamy Romance Against Fascism. The main hero, a liberal congresswoman, who incidentally shares the first name with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez.
1: We don't know that she's liberal. It doesn't say that in the book.
0: It doesn't say. There's no political affiliations really in this. Um, Falls in love with a daring masked protester in Seattle, Washington. The male lead is supposedly part of Antifa, a loose coalition of left-wingers who sometimes employ violent protest tactics against groups they deem, quote-unquote, fascist. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> fascist tri- is a euphemism of course yeah, mm-hmm. that's the why it's in quotes
0: on the website do not provide much of an insight into the work and um, mostly seem to be jokes <laughs> my wife's boyfriend recommended this to me one critic writes it is true that is on there um uh, fortunately, Twitter literature personality, who gave, who goes by literary, uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to skip that part because I, I don't want people to go into that, uh, did a deep dive into the book's story, even making a read-along thread, and gave the novel a pretty serious and harsh review, saying, it's not great, and <laughs> is written as clean as an evangelical romance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so harsh. They said it's not great.
0: It's not great. So I appreciate that, like, RT seems to be saying, like, no, 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 it's definitely from the left wingers, and even they can't take it seriously. And they're like, what is that really?
2: Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, uh. Uh,
0: What is this?
1: What is anything?
0: Um, Yeah, if anything, one thing that crossed my mind is that it does seem to be like, I'm going to be the Republican version of Chuck Tingle. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly I would take a Chuck Tingle book over this um and will uh, all the times. Like like uh, this was this was insanity. This like it I don't what?
1: <laughs> so I feel like if there were a Chuck Tingle version of a book like this, Chuck Tingle knows how Congress works mm-hmm. and would make them all dinosaurs. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this writer is just like oh I don't, I, uh, uh, bah, 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 bah. I don't know i know there's a thing called a senate and i know there's a thing called a congress house so <laughs> let's just put people there it's which, in seattle because that's where antifa uh, is which I, makes
0: me wonder I, what do they think the president does in the pres in the president is the my lover book like he doesn't seem he plays golf
3: in this book <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Do we think that Chuck Tingle knows about this? Should we tell them? (gasps) I hope they know because it seems like they could knock this out like in a weekend. Yeah. (laughs) 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 And there would actually be sex in it, like
1: just like pounded in the butt my by my Antifa lover because I also am against fascism. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I mean, I will definitely <laughs> my brains Chuck out. Single. I mean, there's a lot of... <laughs> a lot of potential there. Chuck
0: Tingle has uh, bigger, more important fish to fry in the J.K. Rowling situation. She needs yeah. to sit the
1: fuck down.
3: Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh
0: It is... Like, I think we had talked about when this had all first started going down, uh, we had talked about things like... Um, why is she doing research? Like, she keeps <laughs> saying she's doing this quote-unquote research. Why is she doing the research, even? And then come to find out it's because she's writing a murder mystery where, she, where one of the characters is the way J.K. Rowling believes a, a trans woman is. And, oh, how horrific. That she, that's why. And, and then, in fact, like many of her characters in that particular murder mystery series... Are that way, and these hor- horrible, like old tropes, and it's like, oh no.
1: Hmm. So, moral of the story Chuck Tingle is going to bring us into the enlightenment of the 22nd century. Yeah. And Jessica Stranger is a. a a russian algorithm
2: yep okay.
3: yeah <clears throat> Yeah.
0: um yeah um yeah don't buy this book don't read this book don't borrow it don't steal it there's no reason this is um i don't know where the money's going but it's nowhere good um don't send it to them instead like this um Instead, read this Escape is, from the Billings Mall, a select-your-own-timeline adventure by Chuck Tingle.
1: Yeah, which we're going to do an episode on. Up-V. This is one of the few situations that I'm like, I'm actually glad that most of the money from buying this book is going to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> 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 like, I'd rather, I'd rather Jeff Bezos have this money than whoever wrote this book.
0: Or whatever corporation is yeah. writing this content mill, Who, Whoever
1: book, in the Kremlin decided to...
0: Authorize this.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, my God. What if it was Jared? <laughs> I bet
0: this would get Jared off. I bet this book would get yeah. him off. Mm-hmm. So yeah. few things do, except, you know, being horrific.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that was this book.
0: That... That was this book. What should we call this type of uh, episode? We suffered on your behalf?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we should be canonized for this. <laughs> I like Bastards to be canonized in the, in the gay church. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I just want to be blown out of a canon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, let's do it. Uh, okay. Let's, well, let's be done. Let's
0: be done. But uh, I think first and foremost, I would like to thank Christine because this is <laughs> as horrific as this was. This was a genuinely a
3: lot of fun. Yay!
0: <laughs> Thanks, this,
2: Christine. This well, <laughs> it was so
1: nice having you on mic with us too. Yeah, it
3: was this was fun? <laughs> I
1: I hope the book lived up to all of your expectations for it.
3: And then some. <laughs> 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 I had no idea that AOC was a. Prominent character in it. I had Ugh. none.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if the writer knows what AOC does for a
2: living. Right? Nope. <laughs> Clearly
1: not. I like to think that if Chuck Tingle wrote a book about AOC, it would be her, like, saving the world from some horrible monster that wants to, like, keep people from falling in love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
1: Chuck Tingle, please save us. <laughs> <laughs> and AOC, please save us
3: yeah 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 Uh, Yeah. AOC just goes like undercover as a bartender again where she's like secretly saving the world and terrible hookups in bars and
0: (laughs) saving the world one terrible hookup at a time yes
1: (laughs) you know if that were a thing I'd be doing it might it might give me meaning but here we are yeah
0: Yeah, Um, there's no fuck Mary kill to this because we're just gonna kill everything. Yeah, Uh, there's this is this is the end. Um, Thank you, Neil. Thank
1: you, Claire.
0: This I love you so much.
1: Thank you, whiskey.
0: Thank you, whiskey.
1: (laughs) For helping us get through this.
0: Yes. Thank Um, you, actual feminists. Thank thank you, actual anti-fascists.
1: Yeah. Thank you, actual liberal Congress people.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and.
1: Center Congress people. Because at least y'all like, think about things first. Ugh.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, all right.
1: All right. With Let's so just. So much
0: love.
2: Let's just
1: keep fucking. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <coughs> bro. <Braw, braw, braw.
2: laughs> Go read and a we, copy of the
3: Constitution. Yes,
1: please. Yeah.
0: Please. Yeah, do, do it.
1: That. Do it.
0: And take in all the parts that are still bad, <laughs> mm-hmm. and remember, it's a living document that we're supposed uh-huh. to be changing. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And anyway, we love you all. Please stay safe during these times, and we will see you very soon for another episode of FMK Lit. <laughs>